The Football Trash Talk for Real Fans podcast is a free-flowing conversation that may touch on mature subjects. While the opinions are real, the research probably isn't, and somehow Atticus will find a way to talk about the Knicks. And here we go. He trunk dudes. It wasn't just in a preseason game. He did it pretty consistently. <laughs> he left dudes saying, what happened? You better put some respect on his name when we're talking about the champion, Cloud. And I'm just going on eye test here, right? Like, I like the look of this coaching staff, you know? All right, enough of this. Let's see what kind of shit we get into today. <laughs> Are you high? Boy, it's all yours. I like the countdown there. Here we are. It's episode 51, and it is... uh. It's an interesting one, right? We're going to go all eagle, and we have been graced with Mr. Key West himself, Sam's, or via via Yardley, Pennsylvania, uh, and he's joining us for this podcast. Actually, his idea, and I'm super stoked about it, man, so welcome, Andy. Well, well hey, thanks for having me, too, and I don't know if our Atticus is, but thanks for having me, man. Chris is scared now. He's like, do I share? Do I not share? What do I, I do? Was, I was told to be quiet unless I was only going to speak about the Eagles, which I did bring up some information so I can speak intelligently about Jalen Hurts. So whenever you guys want to broach that topic, I'm, I got some stat, I got some information for you. Perfect. You know, I'm uh, I'm pretty excited. Andy, you know, Andy and I went back and forth a couple times with uh, some text messages. and You know, he said he was coming with some questions, so... You know, I don't know if we need to jump into them right away, but uh, I'm all about an all Eagles podcast for for the uh, for the fuck your team podcast. And our one listener in Zimbabwe today, uh, you know, that's what we're doing. So enjoy it. Well, I'm actually interested to hear what Chris uh, thinks about certain Eagles situations because I would I would think that he was not particularly focused on the Eagles team. So like not as an outsider, that's kind of a derogatory term, but like not as an outsider, but somebody that doesn't follow the Eagles that closely, maybe, you know, kind of like with some outside alleys looking in, I'm interested to hear some of his takes on the Eagles uh, team, not only today, but moving forward. Well, if I could, I'll just start with what I, what I brought up. So Today you were on the uh, the radio show. I actually listened to you for a little bit on, and I apologize. I don't know who I was listening to, but I listened just because I was told you were calling in and you were on hold. And I heard you mention a couple things, most notably that Jalen Hurts has a lot of the intangibles you hope your quarterback learns, but maybe not so much of the things you hope he comes in with, if, if I'm restating what you said correctly. That's, yeah, about that's right. Good. Yeah, yeah. So unfortunately, I couldn't really think of a great way to measure arm talent. Because there's not really like a solid stat. So the best thing I could think to do is I pulled up the 2022 Madden ratings just to kind of compare where they have him rated because they do it, you know, every year. So I assume they know something about what he's talking about. Um, so they're, they're, it's kind of broken down into two things. There's throwing power and then there's uh, just straight up strength. So the two quarterbacks that I'm comparing him to um are Lamar Jackson because as regular listeners to our uh, podcast would know I think Jalen Hurts is ultimately going to be Lamar what Baltimore would like Lamar Jackson to be 
a um, little less in the running, a little more accurate, um, stuff like that. And in those categories, uh, as far as strength goes, he's actually uh, nine points higher in strength and about five points lower in throwing power. So he's not that far off from Lamar Jackson, who's one of the top five in throwing power, uh, according to these ratings. And you can take these ratings for as serious or not as serious as you want. But like I said, it's the only real measurement that I could kind of find. The other person I'm comparing it to, not that their styles are anyway similar, but just because I think most people would put him up there as the greatest of all time, if not the greatest of all time, is Tom Brady. His uh, strength and throwing power is well below uh, Hertz and uh, and Lamar Jackson. Where he makes up for it, though, is obviously accuracy and awareness. Like he's good. He's good situationally. He's good in the clutch, and he's really, really accurate. I guess what my question to you would be is how important do you rate something like arm talent? Because I know I'm not going to talk about the Browns, but just to throw it out there, Baker Mayfield's top five in, in arm talent in the league right now. He's like, according to these ratings. So if that's what's important to you, would you consider would that would Baker Mayfield be someone you'd replace him with if arm talent's what you think the, the important stuff is? Okay, first off. It took you one minute and 33 seconds to mention the Cleveland Browns on an all Eagles podcast. So violation for you. And, <laughs> the and only reason I'm bringing him up is because of the arm talent. I'm just okay. saying similar year quarterback. That's the only reason why I'm bringing him up. And secondarily, like a big hell no. Like I don't, I like, I don't want Baker Mayfield. Right. And like, you know, a little bit of, of fodder on what you shared. We'll get to Andy, right? Like we did, we did a podcast a while ago where we talked about Jalen Hurts, right? And I talked about Hurts coming out of out of Oklahoma, right? And the other quarterbacks that had come out of Oklahoma, and we threw Patrick Mahomes in there just for fun, just for shits and giggles because it was kind of the same system, right? So you had Kyler Murray, Jalen Hurts, Baker Mayfield, and Phil and Pat Mahomes all come out of college. You know, three of them the same college. Um, pretty sure three of them had the same coach. I'll go back. I, I, I'll have to double check that. Yeah, it was Lincoln Kennedy. They were all under Lincoln Riley. They were all under Lincoln Riley. Lincoln Kennedy, He, you know, he was the lineman. But, you know. Uh, Either one. <laughs> they were all similar as far as what they did their senior year in college or their last year playing college ball. You know, all their stats were the same. So, you know. I think we have a better version uh, of what Jalen Hurts could project to be from what he was in college. But also when you look at college, he progressed every year. His senior year at Oklahoma being under the right coaching, a, a good system, and three years under his belt. Like, I mean, he blew the doors off his, his senior year. I still – I don't. I forget who he finished second in the Heisman to, but, like, I mean, he he was incredible. Um, and he's always had a very high touchdown to interception ratio, right? Or very low, whichever way you want to look at the stat. And, and he continues to do that. So um, Baker throws a lot of interceptions. I don't want Baker. You know, it wouldn't be on wouldn't be on my list. Just to uh, just answer that question, he came in second to Joe Burrow, who again, according <laughs> to these. Again, according to these same ratings, he actually has a stronger or the same, I'm sorry, the same arm as they have about the same amount of arm talent as as measured by Madden. The difference being Burrow's more accurate, Jalen's more athletic. That's really the difference as far as the ratings go. Okay. I'll take it. 
What do you think, Andy? Like, I mean, I could I could go off on that on that question, right? Like, I, I mean, I, I don't the arms the to answer the question. Like, I think he needs more time with his receivers, right? Like, they they just don't, and he needs to learn how to progress the ball a little bit better. And I think he can, right? If he can learn to 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 go in, through the progression, at least get the three. Uh, you know, he can get the ball out there. I just think that, you know, his his instinct was, okay, my guy's not open. I'm going to run. Right? That's just what I think it was. But I could be wrong. I'm not a coach. Uh, I don't I don't know who the Eagles quarterback coach is right now, but, like, he's got some work. He's got some work to do. I saw, aside from the Giant game, and I'm, I'll, I'll dismiss the wild card game because he finished strong, in my opinion. Aside from the Giant game, he, he didn't really have a bad game all season, in my opinion. You know, took some L's, but didn't necessarily have a bad game. You know, it's really just, it, you know, I'm not I'm not sure why he couldn't connect on deep balls. According to you, the arm strength should be there. Accuracy is terrible. You know, so, you know, zero to 20 but, yards, accuracy is fine. And then it goes but, away. If I can just jump in here, just to talk a little bit about, uh, you know, when Chris was talking about the arm strength, and with all due respect, I don't know a lot about the the Madden um, ratings in terms of where where is those velocities taken? Did they measure uh, Jalen Hurts in a college combine throw or something? I really I don't know if they're taking like metrics on the field, but I hate to be like totally old school, but if you look at the eye test. There's passes that Jalen Hurts misses that a Josh Allen, uh, a Herbert, and, and, and a, with the Chargers, like some of these younger quarterbacks with an arm, and dare I even say Baker Mayfield, but I'm not going there. But there's other strong-arm quarterbacks that could make certain throws that, unfortunately for the Eagles franchise, and unfortunately for me as a big fan, because I love Jalen Hurts, as a player and as a person, but I just don't think he has enough of that. And my point to Miss Sinelli earlier on the radio show, Chris, was that a lot of these quarterbacks come into the NFL with a big arm and they're big bodied and they're strong and they're and they're and they're but they need to mature, they need to be a better practice player, they need to be a better teammate, they need to read defenses better, they need to become a better professional. There's maturity from a 23-year-old kid. And hopefully that com comes in and everything comes together. And now you have a, a, a winning quarterback, a franchise quarterback. Somebody can represent your franchise in many ways. And I think Jalen Hurts is an anomaly because he has all those things that you wish some of these young, dumb, big studs would grow into. He's already got all that as a coach's kids. He's a great guy, great teammate, first guy in, last guy out. But what he's missing is the it. He doesn't have the talent. I mean, look, when I was in high school, I played on a varsity basketball team with guys that were 20 times better than me. I got an award at the end of the season. It was called the 3D Award. And you know, Michael Loy, you know what that award was at Pensbury High School? The 3D Award? It was for drive, determination, and desire. So no matter what I did, and I got that award, you know, but it, it doesn't matter. I could have I got there two hours early and two hours late and studied all the tapes and said all the right things. 
but I didn't have the physical skills to go on and play at a certain level. And that's where I feel like we're at with Jalen is like, can he, can he be the quarterback next year as we rebuild? Yeah, I guess he could, but like, I'm thinking like, let's, let's decide if we're not, if we're not going to, what do we want? We want to go the same thing, lose a playoff, an early playoff game next year. Okay. So, you know, you build a culture, you build a team. But what about if they have an opportunity to go out and get one of two quarterbacks who I'd like to talk about, and you're still going to have picks and you're still going to have money in the cap to do some things that you need to do as far as filling the other holes on the defensive side. But anyways, as far as Jalen Hurts, my take is, is that you can't teach arm strength unless he's going to get into the gym and do all these arm exercises and all of a sudden he's going to be able to zip the ball around the field. He's not going to be able to do it. And in order to win a Super Bowl, you need that today in today's game. You can't run the ball and play defense anymore. There's no more Trent Delfers. And, like, you know, you're not going to win with a serviceable quarterback. You look, whoever wins a Super Bowl this year is going to be a top-five quarterback in terms of, you know, that, that's, that's today's NFL. And is Jalen Hurts that guy? Can you see him all of a sudden – Blossoming and forget about Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson has it. What has he done? Nothing really, as far as winning playoff games and Super Bowls. I mean, like forget about Lamar Jackson. I'm talking about uh, I'm talking about Mahomes and 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 Josh Allen's and uh, and you know some of these other guys that are you know hurts. So if he so he's probably not the guy. So now what? That's my question. Now what? I'll just jump in here. Um... Well, the one thing I will say is, again, if we're talking arm strength and, and that those kind of things, I mean, if you go back 10 years, the quarterback that's won the most is Tom Brady. And he's not known for having a rocket cannon arm. He's that's known one, that's one anomaly. That's one guy in the history of the NFL. You can't, you can't, you can't use an example with the GOAT. I'll give, you, I'll give you Demarcus Russell then. All right, so that's even. Next, next one. Uh, I mean – Denver. No, but you know the- what I mean? Like, you can't say, well, he's not Tom Brady. Nobody's Tom Brady. Come on. Well, now. I get like, that. I, I understand that. I'm not saying he's going to be Tom Brady, but I am saying. Will ever be. <laughs> well, exactly. But we're, if, if we're just saying, about- like, it's these one or two things you can't teach him. Well, Tom Brady doesn't have that either. And he's won five Super Bowls in the last 12 years. Peyton yeah, Manning was on the- his last legs, threw for 100 something yards, won a Super Bowl. There's other but, elements. I mean, there's other elements with Tom Brady about winning Super Bowls, but that's just a bad example. It's a bad comparison. Let's talk I mean, about some other comparisons. Like, how about a Baker Mayfield or a Lamar Jackson? Like, I don't know. Would you, as a Browns fan, would you go Jalen Hurts for Baker Mayfield straight up right now? Would you do that? Up? Yeah. Oh, no, no doubt. So you can Jalen Hurts. Wouldn't even, even think, right even think twice about it. You well, can have Mayfield the, all day. I mean, you should call the Eagles because, I mean, Baker Mayfield, there's guys, there's Eagles Wide receivers are breaking wide open. Jalen Hurts is not seeing the field. He's he he panicked in his biggest game of his entire life. He you know he completely just I dare I say shit to bed. But like he I mean he uh, I mean he just so you know well, what are you gonna as do? an outside as as an outsider if I could this was his first full year under center right. And based on based on just my talking to Loy on our podcast normally, and also having Miles Sanders on my fantasy team, uh, Sirianni wasn't exactly the most level play calling coach all year. So I mean, there's some growing pains there. There's some. I, I mean, Hurts is only in his second year. 
Like, I think to give up on him now is a little, little premature. Like, if he's still having these same problems at the end of year four, by all means. Now, that's that's the crux of it. You just nailed it right there. I don't want to go any further. And pardon me for interrupting because the dilemma that the franchise has, you can't wait. You can't wait. They got three number one picks right now and a lot of cap room. So it's a very pivotal offseason for the Eagles. They don't they can't wait till year three or four, because by that time, now you're already, you know, you're talking about some of the aging players that they're, they're already on the way out. So now, you know, it's not like it's not like the window is closing, but it's like the window might not be. You're not going to have a chance to get a Russell Wilson or a, a Watson for the next six years in, in three or four. They're going to be signed and gone. And maybe there's going to be other people that come along. But the Eagles are in a very pivotal offseason because what are they going to Are they going to just sit tight and go with Hurts next year and, and, and draft three defensive players and then like and then hope there's a quarterback later on? Or do you take the quarterback now because they could they could be there? You have the picks to do it. And that quarterback can make all the other offensive players that much better. So, well, you know, it's a tough decision at the very least. It's a tough decision. So we're we're saying, or you're asking, right? Because I I think you ride with Jalen, right? Because I don't I don't feel giving up two first round picks is worthy. And certainly not Deshaun Watson, right? I don't care how good he is; he's coming with baggage. This? I mean, how about this? this? Two picks. You get you two picks for Wilson. Wilson makes all your wide receivers better. Now you got Devontae Smith, Quez Watkins, and Rager. You're keeping Rager, I know. Let's not talk about him, but you have to keep him. He's on a rookie deal. Now, suppose Wilson comes in. Those three guys get exponentially better. So now you not only get better at quarterback, but now you got three better wide receivers. He's got a great offensive line. You know, they're not that far away. Now their defense, yeah. Now you go out with the rest of the draft. You still have another another number one, and you got a second, a third, you got free agency, you bring some defensive guys in. You need a quarterback, man. You bring in five defensive guys. If you go with Hurts, you're not winning. The, I mean, you're not going – maybe you get a playoff win, but you're not Super Bowl contender with Jalen Hurts. You're just not. Not now, not ever, man. So now, when are you going to – are you going to make a move now or are you going to wait a couple years? Well, do you think you're a Super Bowl contender? If, if nothing else happened and you just traded for Wilson, so Hurts – so – Hurts gone, Wilson in, and then you have your normal draft. Do you think that's a Super Bowl team? Probably not a Super Bowl team. It'll still take some more building, but you now you have the most important position locked in for the next four or five years. I think I think Wilson gives you four or five good more five more good years. I think he's got it in. He's thirty three. You know, quarterbacks play a little bit with the rules. You guys get all that stuff. I think Wilson's going to being productive for another five years. So if you get him now for those two picks out of those, I'll, I'll give any two of those three picks for Wilson right now. No problem. Now, does it make you a Super Bowl contender? Well, it gets you a lot closer. All right. And, you know, with the, the way that things shake out, you look, uh, you can, you might not be able to get there next year. You maybe you win a playoff but then the year after. Now you're, you're building your team and you have a lot of money free agency. Let's not forget about that. And so, those picks are all coveted. But, oh, here's one other thing for you. Forget about Devontae Smith. How about the last two Eagles first-rounders, Rager and Andre Dillard? So if I told you I'll give you Dillard and Rager, two first-rounders for Wilson, you'd say every day. 
So the picks, the picks are the picks. I mean, they, they might work. They might not. If you have a proven quarterback that could take you to the next spot, I think you have to make a move here if you're the Eagles. That's my take on that. Kelsey doesn't have five years left. No, Kelsey doesn't have five years left. New is Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, Rodney McLeod. Uh, Anthony Harris is gone out, out of the secondary. There's a lot. Steven Nelson's gone. You're, I mean, three-fourths of your secondary is gone. You got – I mean, Kelsey may play next year. Who knows? But may, probably not. And then how, how much longer does Lane Johnson have? But you got young pieces. You got some young players. And, you know. I mean, that's, that's the crux I mean. Like, I hear what you're saying, right? But, like, you have – significant needs in other positions, right? Like if, if I was drafting and weren't worried about a quarterback, I would take an offensive lineman, an edge rusher, and a, and a quarterback, right? And this year is loaded at the top end with above average some linebackers talent. out there too. I mean, Eagles don't draft linebackers, but there's some linebackers I, I there. I take the right? linebacker from Utah. I don't even – you know, that dude, is, he's a stud. But here's yeah. what I'm saying to you. All right, suppose – Suppose you draft all three picks, you get three great players. You get an offensive lineman, a corner, a safety, a linebacker, an edge rusher. And now you go into next season and you win 10 games, 10 and seven, let's say, and you got to play on the road. Do you think that Jalen Hurts, you know, the thing that people don't, I mean, not people, you guys probably have, but like certain fans that I've come across, they don't realize is that, the Eagles didn't just lose to the Buccaneers, okay? They lost to a Tampa Bay team that was decimated with injuries. They were they were missing their two best wide receivers, and I like Mike Evans, but I still think those other two are more threatening. They were missing Fournette. They had a banged up offensive line, and it wasn't even close. It wasn't even it wasn't even like it was a contest. So if you're trying to give a, a barometer of how far are you away of winning. You know what Todd Bowles did to the Eagles? He just said, hey, we're going to put 15 guys in the box, and Jalen Hurts cannot throw the ball. And it was just obvious, and it was embarrassingly obvious. It wasn't even like, geez, they gave it a good old college try, and they, you know, it's something we could put some building blocks on. I mean, had Jalen Hurts gone out there and, and even, like, it was embarrassing. It was, it was, it was a demeaning to the point where, it's so obvious. It's like there's no way that the, the Eagles, uh, that the, the, the Jalen Hurts can lead this team to a playoff victory, let alone, I mean, God forbid they win. They, they've got to go play against Green Bay next week. They would have got beat 51 and nothing or something. I mean, the point is, is that the Jalen Hurts is not the answer. Now, if you want to go tell me, all right, you're going to a chance to grow because maybe he'll be able to read the defenses a little bit better and he'll get the ball out a little quicker even though he's throwing freaking lollipops across the field, I don't know about the arm strength on Madden, but you can see he's like he's floating him out there. He can't throw on the run. He's he's his field vision is you know, and he he he's a rookie, twenty two starts. Okay, so give me something better than you know. Well, he's it's twenty two starts. You know, come on now. You know the you know the offense. You're not like, you know, it's not like this new thing. You just got plugged into the, to the, to the system or, you know, he should be out there balling and he wasn't even close to balling. He wasn't even close to, I mean, it was, it was like a beat down 
So much so that I'm sure some of the Eagles, other players are like, dude. And by the way, if you look at the 22, uh, if you look at the, some of the game film, there's wide receivers running wide open. Devontae Smith he, was a one-on-one. Dude, he's thrown into double oh, coverage. He was thrown into double coverage for Goddard on a couple of plays. And there's a guy streaking. There's not anybody from like 10 yards from him. He's like wide open. Okay, hold on. Hold like on. A, but everything, everything just sipping about. it down there like, Huh? Everything you're everything you're talking about is a maturity thing. That's something he can learn to do. Again, it's 22 starts, five of which were with another system that's not even being played in Philadelphia right now. And every problem you just mentioned in the game was a defensive issue. He's not on there like trying to stop Tom Brady or stopping banged up running backs or stopping did busted you see wide the receivers. That's the, the defense play? that's doing that. Meanwhile, he's going up against the seventh-ranked defense in 2021 who has a pension, as we saw last year, for turning it on in the playoffs. So to, to judge it all off of one game, like, yes, I'll, I'll say right now, I didn't watch the full game. And I understand what you're saying, but a lot of what you're saying, like, okay, well, that's that's a learning issue. He's Stop. still only – Sirianni was uneven all year. Like, Here's I think you give up on him now. And But if you were to trade him, the correct trade is a first-round pick this year and next year's first-round pick, assuming – because you're assuming it would be a worse pick than you have now. You don't give up two first-round picks this year. Well, I'm just saying that might be the asking price as far as the picks. But in, in, uh, in response to about, like, um, judging it on one game, I promise you, I haven't judged it on one game. The only thing that people want to say, well, what happens if the Eagles didn't make the playoffs and they were like, you know, they went, you know, seven and nine. You'd be like, oh, you know, if you look at his entire comp, his body of work, like, yeah, he had a pretty good year. He did show improvements. You know, he showed improvements and this and that. And but it's like, you know, if you take a college course, and you, you know, you turn in some essays and you take some pop quizzes and, but then it's the final exam. And as you, you know, everything's on, you know, it's the season and it's the final exam. And he flunked the final exam. He got an F. He might as well not even, you know, and so does it count? Yeah, it counts. Like you can't just say, oh, well, he's a good student all along. He came to class every day and like he stunk up the joint. Now, was it Sirianni's fault? That's another question I'd love to talk about. Now, Sirianni didn't do him any favors, but at the same time, he was terrible. Todd Bowles made him look like a, a fool. He just, he flushed him where he wanted to. He basically, Todd Bowles and the Buccaneers had him on a puppet string, and it was an embarrassment. It wasn't, and we have to, as Eagles fans, you can't just say, well, I didn't, look, if they had lost by a, a field goal or even a touchdown or whatever, even if, if, if it was something like, it wasn't even a game. And that's what's the worst part about it. And it just shows you that they're so far away that even if he does get better at reading defenses and he's not going to get a stronger arm. And so that's out of the question unless he does Arnold Schwarzenegger weightlifting classes or something and be, develops a zip on his ball. But there's a play in the end zone where Devontae Adams defender falls down and he throws up his arm. He's like, dude, and Hertz is like looking at him and then he floats it over there and you could see it. I mean, you and I play catch in the yard. It had a, an arc to it. I mean, it wasn't like a, an NFL zip pass. It had this little, and the guy came, I think it was Winfield, the, the safety from Tampa Bay, but it was somebody who's like, you know, 35 years old. He came all the way across the field to make the play, had plenty of time to do so, caught it around waist high 
And it was just a terrible uh, display of arm strength. He rolled to his left, couldn't get his feet set, and he had nothing, and he just floated it out there. And that was a big turnover, by the way, because that was a huge 17 turnover. to nothing. That could have been 17 to 7. Now you get the ball back coming out of the second half. You know, anything could happen at 17-7 when you got the ball at the beginning of the second half. But that play was very um, deflating for the Eagles team. I mean, that was a really bad interception yeah. in a big spot. That was, touch, that you know, was a touchdown all day. throw that away and say it doesn't matter because it's just one play? No, it's a no. big freaking play. It's the biggest play of his career, his, his whole life. And so what are you going to – you're going to keep with this guy because he's really nice and he's – He's, he's, you know, he's a coach's kid and he's, you know, he's a good guy and, you know, he's a team leader. I say, yes, I love him, but is he the guy that's going to win? I, I can't imagine them winning the Super Bowl with him at the starting quarterback. I mean, I, I just can't see it. So what do you do? You make a move now or you wait a couple of years? I mean, if that, if that's the case, that's the direction that the Eagles want to go, Right. There's not a draftable option, right? There's just not, in my opinion. Well, some people think there might be. I don't think the Eagles are in position either. Now they've got 15, 16, 19. They'd have to package and then try to move up to get either Pickett or uh, Corral or whatever. Uh, they're talking about maybe now, since uh, Howie's like the quarterback factory, maybe he'll take a quarterback and, uh, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll trade back and, like, take um, the kid out of Nevada um, there's another quarterback um, from Liberty, and I think yeah. his name is Marcus something or other. But he's like six five, and like you know, he's huge, and he's got an arm can to throw through the side of a building. But then again, does he have the other things that it's going to take to be a successful NFL player? We, you know, what do the Eagles do? I don't think it's in the draft either. I think they got to make a move right now. I mean, why not? I mean, what? I mean. They're going to mortgage their future. Who else is out there? You got Wilson. You mentioned Deshaun Watson. Wilson and Watson. I mean, I mean, Rodgers isn't, I mean, he's not, he's not coming here. I mean. No. No, he's going to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh or Denver. Or staying. Or he might just Bay. retire. If they win it all, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if Green Bay wins it all. He just might retire. I mean. He might. Fuck it. Or Denver, or or Pittsburgh, or stay in Green Bay. I mean, I, who knows? But he's not coming to the Eagles. I mean, no. so I think it's either Wilson or Watson. And I don't want. I mean, Watson. I, I I would love Watson if. By the way, side note: What's taking so long over there? What is what taking so long? There's no noise about it whatsoever. I mean, what is he? Is he is he good? Like, can we get this? Can we expedite this process a little bit? I mean. Has he been are, on like? Are we, are we talking about Watson? Question? Yeah, yeah. Watson's been in question for like two years or something. Like the, the latest thing with Watson is uh, going to uh, the Giants and uh, them hiring Flores. That's right. Like, right, what, right what about right. his legal? We're talking issue. about his legal proceedings and stuff. Like, there's, there's not. I mean, what's, what's taking so long? Why don't they just get on with it? They're like, we got you, or we don't got you, or like, you know. They're going to keep investigating him for what? Until when? Like, when's the cutoff point where to get? Because he's got a, he's like, can I try to go get a job? And they're like, dude, you're going to jail. They're like, well, is there an arrest? I mean, I literally, it's an honest question. Like, what is taking so long? Like, I don't know. But if I'm the NFL coach, I mean, you know, I mean, can can you sign him? If the Giants sign him and then 
even by the way, here's another little caveat to this one. Even if he's found innocent on all the charges with the legal systems in the state of Texas and Houston or wherever those charges are, the NFL, as their own private governing body, they could just suspend a guy for conduct that's undetrimental to the league, whatever. So they could say, oh, okay, so you're innocent of all these things. And he's like, okay, great. I'm getting signed by the Giants. And they're like, actually, you're suspended this whole year. Just say it. Okay, the, NFL okay, hasn't so weighed, the NFL hasn't weighed in on any of this. So if we take Watson off the table, do you consider the Philadelphia market bigger than Seattle? Um, Football-wise, I would say yes. Well, just you in know, general, say, not, not worrying about just football. Like, in general, would you consider yes, the Seattle market yes. like? Well, yeah, yes, in general. Yeah, I do. I do think they're they're definitely uh, on an equal uh, playing field, I think. Oh, yeah. I don't think they're equal at all, man. Philadelphia's like number five city in the country. Well, I meant, I meant, you know, for football, Seattle doesn't really have, they don't have basketball and hockey. Well, they have, well, whatever. Now they have hockey. But my point is, is like, uh, I would say that football wise, the Seattle Seahawks football fans are kind of, you know, they're wild, you know, whatever. So I would say around equal with the Philadelphia market. But in terms of the media market and the, I would say Philadelphia is much bigger than Seattle. Because one of the the reason why I ask is one of the big things for Wilson is he wants to go to a bigger media market because not to talk about the Browns, but obviously he's a target for them as well. And the the thing is, well, if he's not happy in Seattle, he's not going to be happy in Cleveland. So I don't I, you know, I, I don't know about well, Philadelphia now looking up I mean, there number four. So maybe that is big enough for him. But his he keeps getting linked to New York specifically. Yeah, because, yeah. New York makes sense. Yeah. New York makes sense for Russell Wilson. He would be a huge splash. It would be, you know, it would be a match made in heaven, so to speak. But um I mean, I'd rather have Watson than Wilson if he didn't have all those legal problems because I like Watson and I think Watson's only 28. So yeah. You're looking at, you can get 10 years out of it if you, you know, now I'm not, I don't want to comment on the other stuff that's going on because I don't think that that's a good thing about what's going on. But if he, I mean, he's going to play in the NFL if he's cleared of those charges. So, I mean, and I don't even know if he's going to be cleared, right? Like their focus has been a settlement and a settlement to me is, is admitting some form of guilt and then, and then yeah. comes the NFL hammer, right? Like, if he gets, if yeah. he gets, if he gets off, if he goes to court and he gets off, then the NFL doesn't necessarily suspend him, right? Like, you you already spent yeah, a year. The, the problem, the 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 problem though, and why he probably will settle is because there's like what twenty two cases. Twenty. That's gonna yeah, take a lot, man. I, that's gonna jam him up for five six years. I mean, we're not talking about. Yeah, we're not we're not talking about one case. We're talking about 22 that need to be litigated. And even if they did something like eight at once, we're still looking at three, four years. So not that I would ever be in that situation. But if I'm Watson, I settle <laughs> just so I'm not jammed up for uh, for five, six years of my prime, you know, instead of instead of making NFL contracts. Um, that being said, you know, we keep talking about the playoff game and hurts. I mean, you know, if I would have told you guys at the end of the season, Hey, you guys are going to win six of your last eight games on your way to making the wild card round. If I would have told you that like week three of the season or at any point, like between the draft uh, and the start of the season, would you be like, yeah, we need to trade Jalen hurts. Like no, no, I just, 
No, but let me just comment on that for a moment because there's been a lot of talk about the strength of schedule. And you're right when you say about their late season success. But if you remember, we talked about this when the season, uh, when the schedules came out in the beginning, August or July even. And it was noted that the Eagles schedule was very, very difficult at the beginning of the year. There was some, there was a lot of people saying, oh, they're going to start one and five because they had the likes of Kansas City, Dallas, uh, Tampa Bay. Um, even at that time, the, the Raiders. I mean, so the Eagles were 0-6 against playoff teams this year in the regular season, and they made it 0-7 against Tampa Bay on Sunday. But they were 0-6, and four of those teams were in the first six weeks. So was the schedule easier? Was it a soft schedule? Yes, it was, because you had the Jets and you had Detroit in there. But – and even Atlanta, if you want to – you know, but – but the, it was front-loaded. So you had Kansas City, Tampa Bay, Dallas, Vegas, even Carolina was playing well early in the season. We got, we got that win. But two and five. But, yeah, at the end of the season, you had the basement Jets, the basement uh, – the Skins twice. The, yeah, the skins twice and once without Heineke, that COVID game and the Tuesday game or whatever. But the point is that – yeah, if those games were spread out and inter intermixed throughout the season, it wouldn't have been two and five and then seven and two or whatever it was to close the season. It would have been more balanced. So the schedule is what was what it was. Um, and then also you look at teams around the league. I mean, you know, we didn't get to play the Jets twice and the Dolphins twice, you know, and we didn't get to play the Jags twice and the, you know, so these teams, there's there's divisions. We didn't get to play the Browns twice. <laughs> but there's, you know, there's some gimme pots along the way that, you know, every schedule has its things, you know, like, so well, yeah, and I, and I get all that, but with all due respect, all you can do is line up and play the team against you. And yes, I understand that still, You're right. the Eagles are still going to be the NFC East next year. So they're still going to have a, at least the conference schedule is still going to be relatively easy. Let's be honest. And you guys I have, argue, you guys have definitely the second best quarterback in, in your division and arguably Depending on the situation, he you, you, he compares at least favorably to, to uh, Dak, if not. No, not come right. on. So, I, I think he gets down with a little bit more time left, despite the ball. But that's just me. <laughs> yeah, just Dak needs to slide like two seconds earlier, and then hand the ball to the ref, and it's all good. Then, but but then, even if he does, by the way, he only what does he get? He has one chance at a hail mary pass that has to be completed, right? Because well, they were I down mean, by six, so, right? So he's either throwing from around the 30. You got to go to the end zone, where Right? But it was still a 30 yard pass. Like he can make right. a 30 yard pass. Yeah, but I'm saying he's only got one shot at that anyway. So people are like, had they not spotted the ball and had that not, then they would have won the game. It's like, wait a minute. No. If they still had to, they still would have like have to complete a Hail Mary, right? Like, yeah. Not a Hail Mary, but. They would have had to complete. Yeah, they they still would have had to score the touchdown. I mean, it's not right. like I mean, yeah. it's not like they were on the way. <coughs> they were on like the. Yeah, it's the, not like it was. Yeah, exactly. It's like doing. They weren't going to win the game anyway. They it was just funny. And that's another interesting thing. Like as Eagles fans, and I'm not one to to, to take this point of view, but like, if you're talking about like some uh, hard feelings or some saltiness. If you think about how the Giants have to go through year after year of just getting their face punches in and stuff, and then that's got to be really tough. But at least 
at the end of the season, the regular season, they could just, you know, crawl away. But how about the Dallas fans at 12 and five, a Dallas team, by the way, at 12 and five, think about the Eagles have these offseason decisions to make with Jalen Hurts and this and that and the other. But think about if you're the Dallas count, I mean, you just won a division, you're 12 and five, you got the home game, you're looking to, you're looking at a road upset, you're going to the Super Bowl, man. And then the demise and the destruction and the diabolical idiocy that just pulses through that franchise and that organization that we call the scumbag Dallas Cowboys. It was almost like, I mean, you just had to scratch your head. I mean, have you ever seen anything like it? No, I've never seen anything like that. And, and it, they were given every chance to try to win that game. But who the fuck was that? I was talking Sam Solansky. He's in the group. He doesn't make a whole lot of stink, but he's in our, he's in the, the new fantasy league that you joined, Chris. He's a Cowboy fan. And he fucking, he throws a group fucking phone call out the other night. He owes me a free stink, by the way, fucking Capitol Grill. Because <laughs> he's like, Cowboys go to Super Bowl bet. I was like, I bet you that they're not like that's that's the bet they go I mean, or they don't. Terrible. I said, I'll take that bet. State dinner, Capitol Grill. So he yeah. he tried to tell me, he's like, you got to admit, right? Like the the refs fucking were terrible. The the calls they made against the the Cowboys were just god awful. I was like, dude, no, I'm not admitting that, right? Like I'm not admitting that. the The flags that stick out in my mind were legitimate flags. Like, you know, they're legitimate flags. You can't take a player and hold him and then toss him to the ground. Like, you, you can't. That's that's called holding, amongst other things, right? Like, you can't do that. So it's a flag. Craziness, man. Cowboy fans record, are fucking hilarious right now. Well, and for the record, we were talking about the Eagles schedule. The yeah. Cowboys only beat one playoff team all year, and that was the Patriots in overtime. They didn't beat anyone either, if, if that's the, the metric we want to use. so. Oh, yeah. I mean, even the Cowboys at 12-5. and five, Now, you guys know this. Um, the Cowboys and Eagles, same division. They only had two games that were different from one another. And that was the, uh, the odd division in both the NFC and the AFC. So, um, I think the Eagles had the Jets. And the Cowboys might have had the Patriots, I guess. Because that was their one game against that division. So, with the Eagles, I mean, put it to you this way. And I think the other one was the Lions, and the, the Cowboys might have had um, Minnesota, Chicago. Yeah, they had or Minnesota. Even, I, yeah, they had Minnesota. Had Minnesota. Okay, yeah. So, I mean, if you take the, the Eagles' soft schedule, if you take the, the Lions and the Jets out of there, and you replace them with Tampa Bay and, and Chicago, so maybe they, now the Eagles all of a sudden are 7 and, and 10 or so. You know, they, that, that could be two losses. So they weren't really um, – they got to the playoffs. That was awesome. And what I would hope that when they got there, that there, it would be a little bit of a foundation, a little bit of a brick of hope. Like they could have done a couple things during that game to kind of build upon to say, you know what, we're a little bit short, but we got our right skies and uh, we got our right – you know, we got the right game plan to win a playoff game. We got the right coaching plan. We got the right players. But what we saw was just the opposite. And so 
I just, I almost wish it never happened. I was, I mean, you know, it's just like, oh my gosh. I was like, that, that's, and I said it going into it. I said, the only thing I, I'm so glad they're going to, I'm glad they're there. Of course, I, I was picking them to win because I'm a homer. But in my heart of hearts, I was like, yeah, they're probably going to lose. But I was like, the only thing I hope doesn't happen. I said this in private to my friends. I'm like, I just hope, just, I just don't get embarrassed. Just don't get completely destroyed. Don't get demolished in there. And that's what they did. They went in there and they just got beat down. And so I have never in my adult life bet on the Eagles until this past Sunday. <laughs> never. I've just never done it. Like I just, there's something in my DNA that won't allow me to bet on my home team. Right. Just won't, won't. Yeah, I usually stay away from them too. I put them in a parley though, man. I put them in a parlay. So I was like, and it was it would have been a nice parlay if it had hit, but it didn't. So, and like the two games that I thought I had, because I went with the points in the parlay, I was like, even if the Eagles lose, like they're not going to lose my, they're not going to, they're going to, they're going to at least show up. But sure. after, after the first quarter, I was like, yeah, they're not showing up. They're hey guys, I need seven. to uh, gracefully bow out. My dinner's ready. So enjoy the rest of your state of the Eagles. And I will trade you for Jason Kelsey straight up whenever you guys are ready to do that. <laughs> Good to see you, Chris. All right, Chris. So you had more questions? Where are well, you? Well, there's so much. I mean, there's so much to unpack. I mean, we we, we already uh, pretty much beat uh, Jalen Jalen Hurts' uh, conversation. But, you know, there's some questions about the coaching, too, because – I mean, Sirianni's game plan uh, wasn't didn't work. Todd Bowles outcoached him. It was obvious uh, on the defensive side. Jonathan Gannon. I don't know how. I don't know well, how. How is his name active? I was about to ask you. How do you feel about the fact that he has had now three head coaching uh, interviews with uh, Denver, Minnesota, and Houston? It's, I mean, it's what mind they, boggling because I what do they think, want to talk to him about? I I don't know because I don't think their defense they had was play, lights out at all this year. How do you play a Tampa Bay uh, shell cover two and let a team? His, you know what his thing is, and you, I don't know if you've heard this or not, but his big deal is is like he's an analytics guy, right? Whatever, yeah. But one, he, he's like, look, man, we're gonna let the offense run twenty plays. And, and kind of not let them get first downs, but like keep everything in front of you. But eventually they're going to make a mistake. And and the analytics say that they're not going to be able to go 75, 80 yards at six yards of play. Cause eventually somebody will fumble or intercept or our front four will get there. But it's a, it's an analytical philosophy and a scheme that, you know, they're like, Oh, he's onto something, you know, he's like a, you know, He's he's like a wizard or something, you know. But the, the proof is in the pudding. If you look at the quarterbacks, not named Fromm and uh, Gilbert or and Zach Wilson or whoever the scrubs are, you know, like the, if you look at the other quarterbacks, they have like a eighty percent completion percentage. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's not eighty, but it's like it's in the seventies. It's something. It's something crazy. Like they go. 22 for 25 or something because it's right there they just go six yards eight yards ten yards and then the the philosophy behind gannon is like 
well, we'll either hold them to a field goal or they'll make a mistake along the way. And the analytics can, you know, they'll score between 20 points a game and hopefully our offense is, yeah. But it's all, to me, I miss the football days of the, you know, the Johnson defenses and the blitzes and the, and let's get after and actually dictate the game a little bit. And like, to me, if I'm a defensive player, I think it's a, the game is a lot about emotion and, you know, you want to get out there and tackle somebody and, you know, you know, you want to kick somebody's ass kind of thing. And the message that he's sending to his defensive players is, you know, we're going to give out parking tickets. I was like, let's give out a freaking couple felonies over here. You know, like, that yeah. There's no, I mean, when was the last time a guy got a, you know, like somebody's, it doesn't look like they're playing with, um, and I don't want them to play dirty or anything, but I'm talking about with a little bit of a malintent or a little bit of an attitude or a little bit of something that gives you some idea, like a Jeremiah Trotter would come in there and just blast somebody and like, or a safety would come in and throw a shoulder, like just try to knock somebody's head off. And I'm not, like I said, I'm not, I'm not looking for, I don't want cheap shots or any of that. I'm talking about good, tough nose, hard nose football, right? Like, you know, like blitzing somebody, send it, send everybody, you know? I, I mean, Gannon didn't do any of that. Well, he was I mean, like, if you right. go back to what Tampa Bay did to Jalen Hurts, right? They would bring, they would, they would, they looked like they were coming, right? And then Jalen Hurts right. right there is freaking. And the ball's not even snapped yet. Snaps the ball, and then they just disperse to where they would have been normally. And, and like, there was nowhere to go for him. But if you saw what Bowles was doing, he was bringing pressure from, uh, I guess, uh, Jalen Hurts' strong side or whatever. He was bringing pressure over Lane Johnson and that side. And he was forcing Jalen Hurts to roll to his left because. Everybody knows when Jalen starts rolling to his left and he can't get his feet right, he's got to throw across his body and he can't go to left. I think he was two for 13 with a pick. Like, and balls, and, and, just, big, and not only that, but he was just blitzing at the right time. He was changing up. And, and, and you know, here's another thing I saw to, I heard today was that they were talking about how, remember how Devontae Smith needed to get um, involved in the offense earlier, right? Yeah, you got your number one wide receiver. Why wasn't he being targeted earlier? It took him the twelfth or the thirteenth pass of the game to even target him. Yeah, he's the number one guy. Like, what, what's going on? Well, uh, Sirianni says, "Well, we had we had two or three plays that were set up to go to him, and they come up to the line of scrimmage, and Bowles has got a, a corner right up in Devontae at the line of scrimmage." And then he's got a safety about eight yards behind him being like, we're just going to double. They, you know, you're not going to Devontae this play pretty much. And so Jalen has to look at that and he goes, oh, my God, there's no way this is going to work right now because we got two guys standing right over there. And then he's like, let's switch it up to a, you know, I mean, the whole thing. Where are you? I just feel like I can't figure out. I mean, I, I was just bashing. Uh, Jalen Hurts for a while, but here's the thing. Can you say, did Sirianni put him in a position to win? I don't know. I mean, but I don't think it was that uh, negligent that Hurts couldn't have 
done a little better. There's guys wide open on a lot of plays. It's you know you look I at think the tapes and like, wide open, right? On, there's on a lot of them. plays. You know, the, there's the, a the, lot of them. The announcers were saying it all game. Like they why, were clowning them. Why are they not throwing to Devontae? He's in one on one coverage. Yeah. Like, why are they not doing it? And and he's your number one guy. He's your best player, and he can get I don't open. Know why they didn't do it. And he runs good routes. And even, I don't know if you saw Devontae's press conferences, but he was, um, it's almost like he did everything under his, uh, his power not to um, say the wrong thing about, you know, he was, he didn't want to say I was wide open the whole fucking day. He didn't say that, but he almost, you heard He's him a say good it. Kid. You heard him say it. He's a good kid, man. You know, yeah, he, he is a good kid. He's you a know? great teammate, but you heard him say it though. Mm -hmm. You heard him say it without him saying it. He was like, and they were like, well, what do you think? And he was like, well, you see, uh, you know, like, uh, he yeah. certainly doesn't have Mac Jones thrown to him. Yeah. But I mean, look, that's the other thing is everybody's like about, um, about Jalen Hurts. Like I'm, I'm not, I'm not sold on Mac Jones either. I think he just happened to be with Belichick. And I think that, you know, he had a good year, but I mean, I don't think he's. I mean, I I don't like Hurts being the Eagles' quarterback for the future, but I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want, I wouldn't want John, I wouldn't want Mac Jones either. Um, obviously, there's only like ten quarterbacks in the NFL right now that are that can get you the next spot. I mean, you know, and Jalen Hurts isn't one of them. I mean, you know, like. It's no offense to him, by the way. Like I, I do love the kid. I, I mean, I, I was his fan all along. To see him grow this year has been awesome. He's done a lot of good things, but, but you got to miss me on that. Um, you got to miss me on the on the video game arm strength thing because it's. I mean, it's it's, it's pretty obvious. There. It's not there, it's right? Obvious. Like, it's not arm strength. There's nobody's. That, there's nobody saying, yes, actually, he does have arm strength. Everybody knows he does not have arm strength. It's not a secret in the NFL. And it wouldn't even be a secret if you asked him. He'd probably be like, yeah, I just, you know, I got to, you know, try to win a little in some different ways. And, and, and can they win in those different ways? Maybe. But I don't, I mean, you know, maybe. I mean, if they, you know, if they had a top 2D friends and they try to win games 17-10, but... In the NFL nowadays, you're going to, you know, you need 30 points, man. Like, and I don't know if he can, if they put eight and nine in the box, can he, can he beat you downfield? Mm, I don't know, Bob. He can't. I think we're in trouble. <laughs> he can't beat you downfield. I think we're in trouble, man. And then, but again, I mean, when was the last time the Eagles actually did like something dramatic? And, you know, it's like, you know, who cares? Like if they, if they had Russell Wilson, I mean, if you, if you're Jeff Lurie, let's, let's think about it this way. If you're Jeffrey Lurie, you go out and get a Russell Wilson, you're going to sell tickets, right? So you got, you got box office. All right. You got, you know, you're good for as long as he's with the team, which, you know, could be the next six, five, six years. Right. And then you just sell the team. You know, it's a new thing. You know, here we go. And now you got, you get better, you build in the draft, you build free agency, the defensive holes, all the other holes on the team. And, you know, you got a pretty, you got a good young core and some of the skill positions other than quarterback. So, so what? You lose two draft picks, you know?
Who's to say that they're going to be future Hall of Famer? These draft picks everyone's talking about, you're already, you're already putting them into this, uh, you know, the last two draft picks in that range were Dillard and Rieger, okay? So, so to know. get, let's, I, I don't want Watson. There's too much. It's too much. Okay, let's forget about Watson, all right? So if, a couple things. Russell's got options, right? Like, I think he's getting traded, regardless. I don't know where he's going to wind up, but let's say Philly's in the running. You know, yeah. is there any way to get him without giving up two first rounders? I don't think so, because I think the asking price is going to be probably at least that and maybe even more. So I'm thinking at least two. Um, and what that would that, you know, what that would do for Seattle if they got those two and their own. All of a sudden, Seattle has three picks in the top 17, and they could do some real good uh, headway in terms of, you know, starting their rebuild. Um, and so, but I don't think they're going to take anything that less than two first. Now, uh, I think maybe Chris even mentioned it earlier, but somebody had mentioned it about well, what happens if you give away one of this year's first and then a next year's first. Because next year's first is going to be, you know, pick number 19 or 20. They're going to go right around 500. They might sneak into a wild card. But with Russell Wilson, I just think that they could they could actually, like, fight for the division. I mean, I really do. So, it's like, you know. Where are you? Oh, I'm in uh, outside right now. I just stepped outside to have a cigarette. Well, that's not that's not Key West. Oh, this is uh, Lambertville, New Jersey. <laughs> I thought it was. Yeah, I'm over here on uh, I'm on Clinton Street. What are you doing in Lambertville? Are you oh, working? I'm just, uh, yeah, I'm doing a couple things. Eh? You know, just, just, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to talk. We'll have to talk about that on the uh, on the non. Uh, I can stop recording. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's it's going to be an interesting off season. That's all I know, right? Like I, I just, I the Eagles have some holes to fill. A lot, of, not opposed to free agency at all. They need some linebackers badly. Yeah, they're going to need. They're going to have to sign. If you think about it, if you take okay, so just look at the defensive backfield, Rodney McLeod. He's a question mark for next year, right? Yep. He's a question mark for next year. Anthony Harris is a free agent. These are that's their two safeties. Steven Nelson's gone. So now you still need a cornerback, too. I mean, Slay's the only one. Now at the linebacker position, I actually think you're gonna be okay. Yeah. Yeah, at the linebacker, because you got TJ Edwards. You got uh, the kid that went on a uh, IR at the end, uh, Davion. Uh, oh shoot, he was playing well too, and then he got injured. But anyways, they got a couple young linebackers. They they need a yes, they need another veteran linebacker because Singleton stinks. By the way, too, I hate him. Yes, I mean I want if he could be like the special teams captain or whatever. Like I'm all right with that, but like. 
I don't need him to be like on the offense. I mean, I don't need him to be on the starting defense. But anyways. What are you doing over there? Looking where their cap is. Oh, their cap's good. Their cap is going to be like in the top seven or eight in the league. Because they're losing the Carson money. They're not paying Carson Wentz anymore. And then Barrett Brooks is going to retire. He's going to be off the books. And then they're going to get rid of some of the other guys, too. Uh, you know, they said today, did you see the press conference, by the way? Some of it. All right. But how they asked him about Brandon Graham and how it was like, yeah, we'd really like to find a, a place for him on this team. And he's, you know, but... He's going to have to, if he's coming back, he's going to have to agree to like a, you know, team friendly deal, kind of like a, but, you know, they're going to, uh, Derek Barnett, his money's gone. They're not bringing him back. He stinks. I mean, they're going to lose a lot of guys on the defense in terms of starters. They're going to lose about four or five, six of their starters on, on defense. So, you're going to see a, a, a bevy of draft picks and or free agent signings on the defensive side of the ball. Because they really don't need a lot on the offensive side of the ball. Like you mentioned offensive linemen. That would be great. I'd love to pick up another young offensive lineman. But it's not like they're not going to pick a wide receiver with one of those picks because they got – They might. They might take a, a – Olave is going to be available at one of those picks. Yeah, but I, I just I can't see them I can't see them picking a wide receiver. I think that they were going to if they're going to add to that room, they're going to do it free agency. Do you pass up Chris Olave? He's a touchdown machine, man. And I don't I want them to take a wide receiver, but like it's Howie, and he and he's done it like he always takes wide receivers. And, take a quarterback, and, and the kid's a stud, dude. What would you do if Howie like picks a quarterback with like pick sixteen, like picks like could happen some kid out of like Nevada or something? And you're like, <laughs> what the hell is going on? Like, I mean, that's the kind of shit that like, you know what I mean? Though, it's like, ah, uh, I might I, if he does, I, I might have to to denounce my fandom <laughs> I'm, I'm dead serious i did it i did it with the sixers man like i still want the sixers right like i still want them question. to win but like the sixers are playing tonight actually you know it was just one of those like i just i was done with the, after them never now iris had probably had something to do with this but like I mean, they always had the stud player and never built a team around that, like, never got anyone to play ball with them. Yeah. And Barkley went through years of doldrums, trading Moses Malone. That's when it started. When they traded Moses, I was like, these fucking idiots. What are they doing? I probably not said, yeah. I probably didn't say these fucking idiots, but I'm <laughs> But yeah, no, I get it. I mean, yeah. but that whole franchise with the Sixers, man, they're just, uh, I mean, Joel Embiid pretty much just took them hostage this year. Like, my thing is, like, uh, 
As far as the Eagles, though, it's like, look, I want to – like, if it was – if it was, if I had my way in the world or whatever, like, then Jalen Hurts would have had a decent game against the Bucks, and they would have lost, you know, thirty-one to twenty-four. And Hurts had a good game, and they played tough, and they just, you know, they were up against a better team, blah blah blah. But it just, it didn't happen. It just shows you though, because guess what? That was the opportunity to let us know. That wasn't the opportunity to be like, oh, you can just disregard the game because of house money, which I love. But I'm saying it mattered. It mattered a lot because you had a chance to see when, you know, and it, it matters for the future, right? Because he's not a, yeah. you know, he, he, he's, you know, he yeah, played- but even though, if you think about like guys like Devontae Smith and like, um, even Dallas Goddard or some of the young guys, like Dallas Goddard. That's another story. No, but I'm saying you know how they love him. They love Jalen and like and I, you know, and I do too and all that. But here's the thing. In their heart of hearts, like when they go home and they're thinking, like, can this guy like could he take us to that like next spot? And like, I think the answer is no. I mean, I just don't know how else to say. <laughs> I can't. I'm like, well, Goddard dropped some big passes though, too, man. Oh yeah, no, he's had up and down year, but he's still like one of the top ten tight ends up and coming. Like, and then you got guys like they got some youth. There was one of the uh, one of the guys said I can't remember. It might have been Donji or some other jerk, but anyways, they were like, well, the Eagles have a really young core of you know offensive you know team members, like. And they could like grow and get better as a unit. But again, if a guy's streaking down the field and you gotta zip a pass in there, you can't you can't air it out because if you do, it's gonna be intercepted or knocked down. So you gotta actually zip it in there. And I don't think that type of throw is available in the toolbox when Jalen Hurts goes out there. He's like, I can I can hit a guy deep. But I got to go like a long loft ball and like he's got to be behind someone like I don't think he could throw a pass. And I said earlier about the 10 quarterbacks. I mean, you think about it like Matthew Stafford or uh, or, uh, you know, you, you know, obviously Rogers and, and, and you know, Mahomes and Josh Allen and, uh, you know, who else is still alive in the playoffs? You know, like any of those quarterbacks. They can Jimmy, make Jimmy G. Jimmy G can make those throws. I mean, Jimmy G's biggest problem is that he's dumb, but <laughs> he can throw it. Do you take he Jimmy G? He, he could chuck it like you, you know, put like, Jimmy G on the Eagles, dude. If Jimmy G was on the Eagles, they would probably have like maybe they wouldn't go. They wouldn't. They wouldn't be vaulted into a Super Bowl, but they'd be better. Like I, I mean, he's a better player than Jalen Hurts, if you ask me. Like. Like he could, he could probably find guys wide open. He'd be like, "Holy shit! Like these guys are so great." The Quez Watkins is running free. That they, you saw that one play. He was behind the defenders by like ten yards, and and Jalen chucked it. He overthrew him by like five yards. But like, I was surprised he actually got it out there. But he actually overthrew him. It was a deep ball. It was like, I think at the time it was seventeen nothing, but. 
But what I noticed on his deep balls is, is every time he throws a deep ball, the receivers got like at least a step or they're ahead. And they got to slow it, down. And it turns into a jump ball. Yeah, because they got to slow down because it didn't yep. get there, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, this one, this one was a crazy anomaly because he actually overthrew him this particular time. But he, he must have been thrown with that Madden arm. Yeah, the Madden arm that says he has the same arm as Tom Brady. If you looked at Tom Brady's passes, they're like they're on they're on a rope. They're like they're zipped right in there. Like they're timing passes. They got a, it's a tight spiral. If you look at Jalen Hurts' passes, you could see like they're like they're they're lollipops. They're like uh, I mean, even the ones that are completed, God bless them. I mean. It's not the same. I mean, I don't know. I mean, whatever the arm strength thing says on Madden, that's one thing. But I'm like, I can't. Uh, you can just look at it. You can see it. It's plain as day. Like, and nobody argues that either. So nobody. it's not. It's not stats. It's nobody argues that. Like, nobody. The guy lacks arm strength. It's not his fault. He's a great quarterback for what he is. But as I mentioned earlier. Your talent can only take you so far. I mean, how can you teach, like, you know, if I turned to you and said, you know what, I got a job for you in the NBA. All I need you to do is be able to dunk a basketball. And you're like, hey, man, um, I'm 50. Uh, I'm not going to be able to dunk this basketball. I don't care if we work out fucking 12 hours a day for the next two years. Like, I'm probably not going to be able to dunk. And they're like, well, you you can still, you know, you can get kind of close. And I'm like, all right, but, you know, like, then that's what the Eagles are doing. They're like, he's okay. He'll be all right. You know, he's not, he's not going to hurt us. We can win some games with him. But it's not like he's taking us to the fucking promised land. I mean, who's hitching their wagon to him? Right? I want somebody, and I and believe me, I I like the guy. But I can't say I can't say like that dude is gonna be like fucking Joe Montana or like I, there's nobody I can compare him to that has his size and his skill set. The, the only person that you can compare him to, literally, I'm I'm dead honest here. Maybe is Lamar, Lamar Jackson is Lamar Jackson. Yeah, and and aside I, from his MVP season, they're what identical. Has he done? They're yeah, identical. What has Lamar Jackson done. Nothing. I mean, there you have it. I mean, it's like, and that's fine. If, and that's only, that's a big if, by the way. He's not, he's not as good as Lamar Jackson. Jalen Hurts is not as good as Lamar Jackson. But if, even if he was or can be, is that good enough to win a Super Bowl? Probably not. Probably not. And that's what the problem is with the Eagles I have a facing is that, do you want to talk about this now or do you want to wait until, you know, we're a decent team and then we just keep getting beat in the playoffs because we don't have a, a star quarterback? You need a star. You know, let's get over it. You need a, you need a guy that's going to take you. You need a quarterback. It's the most biggest position in the sports. You can't get by with a, you know, you can't get by with a game manager anymore. It's just not going to happen. I'm not comparing Tony Romo to Jalen Hurts or Dak to Jalen Hurts, but both those guys 
are not taking Dallas or didn't take Dallas to the Super Bowl. Right. And there was plenty of years in the last 25 years that Dallas should have at least made the championship game. Oh, yeah. And yeah, they're one and done. sucks. Every year. Yeah, because Romo blew it eventually. And, no, you're absolutely right. And that's the thing is, like, do I think – I think Jalen – I think Jalen's good quarterback. I think he is. I think he's a pretty good quarterback. Is he good but enough I don't, to, to, for another team to want him? Now, think about that. You know, Chris Groman said earlier that he would trade Mayfield for Hurts right now. Now, that's interesting because so I would, I would, when you, when we started the, the show, you asked, would you take Baker? I said, I'm not trading first round picks for Baker. But the more I think about it, I would trade straight up Hurts for Baker. Dude, if Baker Mayfield was in the Eagles offense with Nick Sirianni telling him, how to throw and where to throw and his skill set, I think he could be a better quarterback than Jalen Hurts today. And I know, and that sounds terrible to say, and I don't, you know, and I'd have to probably rethink this, but on my, my gut, I think Mayfield could be fine in Philadelphia. I think he could, he could throw to those wide receivers. Like he's got the run game. He'll have time in the pocket. Um, and he's got a big arm. I think guys would love him. Oh, they would love him. And you're talking about a guy that was drafted number one overall versus a second round pick that was, you know, overdrafted or whatever. So, like, yeah, they're not even the talent level. You know, he has, I think Mayfield's problems are that he's got a weird um, offensive scheme. I think he's he's got weird coaches or whatever, but, like... I think he was hurt all season, too. Yeah, he's probably hurt. I don't know, but I didn't follow them too closely, but um, but all I know is, like, a strong-arm quarterback, somebody that can get the ball where it needs to be and, and read defenses a little better... Um, I don't know what we saw at a... I don't know what we saw at a Jalen that... I don't know what anybody sees that says, oh, well, here's an example of a bright spot where he can get to consistently, right? Like, if you told me, oh, well, that first half of the Denver game, he was seeing the field perfectly, and he was, like, making all the right plays, and he was 7 out of 8 for 150 yards. And Okay, that was a really good half of football. But the consistency of it, it's like you do. You have to give me a, you know. People are like, well, you got to give him a little more opportunity, and I'm like, opportunity for what? Like he just, he's, twenty two starts is not, you know, because Chris said, oh, he had only twenty two starts. I'm like, only twenty two starts. I'm like, that has to give you, and you know, it's like it's not only anymore. It's like you know, I, I don't know. He's had 22 starts. Yeah, that's not that's that's not a lot, but that's not a little either. It's not a little. It's not a little. And they, I could, like I said, I would I would be totally okay if they had lost to Tampa Bay and if they'd. But the fact that they just got, you know, it wasn't. <laughs> that's what really, really like made the difference. It's like they could have lost the game and everything would have been fine. Like. 
He's 9 and 10, 59% completion pass, passing, 4,200 yards. That's in 19 games as a starter. Yeah. But in so, the big games, you know, in the big games when it mattered and like. 23 and 12. Or 23, 22 and 13. It's not good. Like, I know he could run, but it's like average. There's a lot of quarterbacks that can run the ball. Plus, a lot of those touchdowns were at the end of the game, and they had been. Um, there was a couple games where they had like some fourth quarter uh, success when the other team was kind of like, "Man, eh. look, I I'd love to give them a chance to be better and win and 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 grow as a quarterback." But let's talk about it. What is he gonna? What what does he need to do better? Then he already has, you know, what what does he really need to do better? And one of the things is he needs to have a stronger arm. And is that teachable? Is that something that you can teach somebody to be stronger, like physically? You're like, well, I don't know. What, do you, what is he going to do, lift weights for the next, you know, like, and then all of a sudden he has to re, if he lifts weights and gets a, a bigger arm and shoulder muscles, then he's going to probably have to change his throwing motion. And like, I mean, I'm just saying like, it's almost like at his age, at 23, he should be in his prime in terms of arm strength. Like, he should be zipping it around there and, you know, and he's not. So, back to your point, do you go after so what a quarterback? Well, when you see, you know, do you go get a quarterback or do you go build the rest of the team, right? And, and I'm going to use somebody else as an example. Aside from his 2004 campaign, which was ungodly, uh, He's Donovan McNabb, dude, right? Like, so you build this team around him. You build a great defense. You got a great offensive line. You got offensive weapons, but your quarterback just yeah. can't get it done. Yeah. And not to his, not, it's not his fault either. Like, he's trying the best he can. He's doing all the right things. He's coming to practice. He's being a perfect teammate. He's being a perfect professional. But there's just one thing that he can't do. And that is zip the ball around when it needs to be done. And he doesn't have that capability. So it's not any like, it's not trying to be, I'm not trying to be a hater on Jalen Hurts. I'm trying to be like a realist and being like, he's not, he doesn't have what it takes. It's not his fault. But also as a football coach and a football general manager and a, and, you know, if you're in the brass in the organization, it's it's you got to face it. You got to realize it. And like as much as we would love it if it was different, if he was a big armed quarterback and he had a you know a bad playoff game. Look, it's not like Josh Allen had a bad playoff game, right? It's 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 a guy that had a bad playoff game, but he had a bad playoff game because he can't throw the ball. He didn't have a bad playoff game because he accidentally fumbled once. And, you know, he had a bad playoff game because on the throws that it took to have a strong arm, he didn't have it. And on the throws that it needed to be accurate, he didn't have it. And on the times when they needed him to step up, he didn't have it. So he struck out. Like, it wasn't even like – it wasn't like he fouled a couple off. He just – and, you know, I feel bad for the guy because I like him. I think he's great. But I would make the move for a quarterback now 
And here's why is because Russell Wilson still has five or six years. So the Eagles draft, you, you know, you give up two of those three picks. That doesn't end all your draft. You still have a first round pick. You still have a first round pick next year. You still got, you know, you could trade, you know, you could, it doesn't end there. But if you get a quarterback like Russell Wilson, it makes everybody else better. So you automatically upgraded all your other positions and you just fill the holes as you would. Yeah. You know, you got plenty and you got time. You got four or five years with, with and you have Russell Wilson. and you got Russell Wilson and you don't have to worry about the quarterback position ever for the next five years, six years. And then you got young wide receivers too that are going to just love him because he's going to be like, I can get you the ball, man. I fucking know when you're open. I already know. I've read all these defenses. I've been in this league. I don't, I don't need to, uh, I don't need to get better at my field vision. I don't need to get better at like, I already got it all figured out. I, I see you when you're open. Like it's going to be, and he's got a good offensive line. Russell Wilson with a good offensive line and a running game. Oh my God. It'll be like it'll be like a, a video game back there. I like it. And then you just go out and you spend your free agent money and you and you get your defensive players and you fill some holes here and there. But you got time. You know, you got you got five or six years with the top five quarterback in the NFL. Or the other alternative is to go get young guys and try to build your team up and then have a quarterback that even if you have a top five defense, like, you know, you mentioned McNabb, but it's like, you're going to, you're going to need that guy eventually. And, and Groman even said it, he was like, well, can you wait, you know, year another year three, year four. So you're going to tell me, Oh, let's just burn off two or three years. And like, you know, it's like, well, don't you want to like keep the team building? Like, you know, like it's crazy. I know it is, but. More to come. I think you got. I think you got to do it right now if you're the Eagles because the time is now. There's no like, there's no promise on the future. Like if you wait and then all of a sudden you're like, okay, so we're gonna go with Jalen Hurts next year and we're gonna fight Dallas for the division. Let's say, let's say they win the division. Even I mean, they might, they're, they're they, at 10, 10, 11 wins. It's like they're not. They got Jalen as a quarterback still. It's like. You're going to run into the same issues, whether it's in the wild card round or as you get deeper, where a defense is just going to be like, we're putting we're putting eight or nine in the box and you're going to have to beat us uh, throwing the ball. And you got a quarterback that just can't do it. Maybe like Lamar Jackson, he couldn't, you know, as good as he is, MVP. Like he just can't, like, he can run all, you know, and like, you know, Talk about playoff wins, man. I mean, that's what it boils down to. Do you ever disagree with what's said on this podcast? Well, come join us on the Facebook page that started it all. Football Trash Talk for Real Fans. You can let Loy know how much the Eagles suck. Tell Atticus how delusional he is about all New York sports. Remind Chris that the Browns are one of four teams to never reach the Super Bowl. Or even talk about the hottest slot receiver of all time, Randall Cobb. Whatever you do, just don't be a fan of the NFC East. We have enough of that crap already. Come check us out. There's always more room at the barbecue. Anyway... 
This has been the Football Trash Talk for Real Fans podcast. It's been a pleasure, and as always, FYO team. Stay safe out there.